Hello everyone, it's Tony here. I just wanted to preface today's episode really quick. We talk about World War portrayed in first-person shooter video games. The timing of this and the Ukraine and Russia conflict was completely coincidental. And if you can do anything to support Ukraine in these times, please do. The last thing I think a lot of us want is another war to break out. Thank you, enjoy the episode. And I will talk to you next week. Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, he's a seasoned regular. He is my shooter in space boy, Sir Wiggles the Great. Hello. Welcome back, dude. Thank you for having me again. Always a pleasure. It is a pleasure. And we're going to just jump right into it uh, off the top. Uh, Start with our headline of the week here. There's a new cyberpunk mod. Uh, It should be out, according to what the developer of it said. It... uh, he said it would be out by the end of the week of last week of when you're listening to this, as of course we're recording this around the 24th, so uh, the mod should be out. Uh, that is a, a VR mod for tw- Cyberpunk 2077. That would be really cool to see. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know about this. Yeah, it's uh, mod at it all. looks it looks really dope. All aspects of the game, essentially, in VR. Even third-person driving, which is a... It throws me off a bit, that part. But you can still drive in third-person in VR if you want to, which is a, it's a bit jarring, I think, of everything. But looks cool, nonetheless. Of course, you need a VR headset to use it, and a probably an even beefier computer than what Cyberpunk already requires for it to not be Garbo. Yeah, it's... uh. Cyberpunk's pretty chonky for a game, so... Yeah, <laughs> especially with the new update fixing even more things that the game needed fixing. Uh, yeah, which we can talk about that a little later. Yes, uh, but that's really the headline of the week. Uh, we're just time now to take a look at everything else that happened this week uh, and look at the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. And starting off with what games came out, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen DLC, or expansion I guess at this point, is now out and we will be having our Destiny Insider Jackson on later this season to talk more about that. Martha is Dead, the controversial game that Sony said, yeah, we're going to censor this when it's on our consoles. And then there was a huge backlash of, like, I thought we were over this uh, and whatnot. And, yeah, that came out. And the big game of the week, Elden Ring from From Software. The new installment of the Souls series, or a Souls-type game, with uh, collaboration with George R. R. Martin. Yeah, Elden Ring looks really cool. Uh, there was another release this week too that I sh- that should mention. Oh, uh, for anybody that's into the Star Wars Old Republic MMO, uh, their new DLC Legacy of the Sith, I have my notes right, uh, released last week too. 
just after the release of your podcast. Oh, shit. Well, okay, then. I've heard well, mixed reviews dropped. about it, though, so. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, people are still awaiting uh, more news on the new Knights of the Old Republic when that eventually drops. Whenever that'll, it. That'll be interesting, considering EA is not allowed to touch Star Wars IP. Yeah, tr- <laughs> very true. <laughs> In the world of video game news, Apex Legends is getting a mobile game, and that's set to launch a limited launch within ten countries. Neither of them are in nor- none of them in North America, as in Canada, U.S. Mexico is on the list, uh, as well as Australia, New Zealand, and the Philippines. All right, so interesting. So, uh, interesting place to search. But honestly, like when it comes to battle royale mobile games i think asia is like the biggest market for those yeah i don't know much about the mobile the mobile scene for battle royales i just know the PUBG mobile game like the players unknown mobile game was like really successful so uh we got some reports that treyarch uh their next call of duty game because they are the next game that's uh, we have reports that there's gonna be like a modern warfare 2 like a sequel to the modern warfare the new modern warfare this year uh, and then Treyarch is up next, and Treyarch, according to reports, will not be releasing Call of Duty next year, meaning they'll actually have support and no co- new CODs for a little while. They're finally breaking the yearly releases? Uh, I mean, they did for a while, and then they got back to that, and then it's just like, uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Chill Simulator news, House Flipper 2 Got an announcement trailer and a release date of 2023. Fun game. I play that one a lot on my off time. I see you play it. I still know nothing about it. So <laughs> it's basically interior design. The game. Okay, that I that could be chill. That could be it's very chill. chill. Uh, Capcom that countdown timer revealed Street Fighter Six, the next installment of the game. Uh, the trailer showed off shirtless Ryu, like it does in everyone. And the latest DLC character for uh, Street Fighter V, Luke. And the lo- and people are th- bashing the logo because it's kind of ugly modern. From the, what I've like, heard. Like the new Street Fighter logo? Yeah. Or... For Street Fighter VI. It's very... It's very not Street Fighter, to say the least. Oh, yeah. It, it looks like an esports label. Yeah, it very much does. Uh, in Atlas News, Soul Hackers is getting a sequel, and that comes out August 26. Uh, Soul Hackers was a 1997 game. It was called Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. Uh, it's a spinoff of the SMT series. And uh, yeah, that's uh, coming out this year. So a new, essentially a new Shin Megami Tensei game is coming out. Uh, this year as well for everything and not just a switch exclusive like Shin Megami 5 was in roll 20 news they're under new management and they've promised big changes for the core roll 20 experience probably explains why all my plugins broke last week probably uh we don't know when all the updates are going to happen or what they'll exactly be but uh if you play use roll 20 a lot expect some changes coming down the line soon in Bethesda news, they're retiring their games launcher. 
and we'll be migrating everything over to Steam. And that's going to be beginning in April. Bye-bye, Bethesda Games Launcher. Thank God. In some more VR news, PlayStation VR 2's headset design has been revealed. It looks good. It's sleeker, fancier looking. It looks expensive, though. So if you're going to get it, be ready to pop some cash. Uh, in anime news, Near Automata, a popular game, is getting an anime adaptation. And Fall Guys is finally getting crossplay. The fact that I didn't have crossplay from the beginning is kind of, kind of disappointing. Yeah, uh, but the really day has finally us. come. The day has finally come. Um, and then for some reason, in weird news, Windows 12 has rumors. Remember the day when Windows said that there would be no more operating systems after Windows 10? Yeah, they lied. And Perso- more Persona news, Persona 5 Royal and Persona 5 Strikers, their soundtracks are finally on Spotify. So you can now enjoy the entire Persona 5 music library on Spotify and other and whatnot, which is awesome. I know I've been listening to the Persona 5 Royal soundtrack because it's a dope soundtrack. And yeah, super happy. And lastly... Uh, I'm reporting this now, but you'll be hearing more about it next week. Pokemon is holding, or in this case, they held a Pokemon Presents on the 27th. And as to what they have announced, I can't tell you because it's Thursday when we're recording this. So find out next week to learn what poke to, if you don't listen, watch your news anywhere else and you just get it from us, you can learn what it is next week on the podcast. I know I'm excited for whatever it is. Hopefully it's Pokemon Home support for Arceus and BDSP. Hopefully there's some news on whatever's next. People are theorizing that the next mainline game will be a Johto remake. And then we'll finally see Gen 5 remakes after that. Or new Pokemon game or whatever. So yeah, look forward to all of that. In the world of TCG... For Pokemon, latest TCG pack, Brilliant Stars, is now out, and you can now finally figure out what the hell V-Star cards are and what they do. As well, Astral Radiance is now the next set that we can look out for. That comes out May 27th. And Pokemon Go will be having a TCG set release in summer sometime. And if you're a fan of playing the card game on mobile devices or the computer, Pokemon Trading Card Game Live is now in beta in Canada. So you can, if you're Canadian, you can download the beta for Pokemon Trading Card Game Live. Go Canada. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! For Master Duel, the Xyz Festival event is now over. I believe, And the update has come and gone. The new update's out, I believe. Uh, the season isn't quite done yet, uh, or actually by the time you're listening to this, it'll almost be done. Um, but uh, new Master Duel content, you can expect that to be added to the game and uh, start theorizing what the next event's going to be for event duels. As for what's coming out, we have Speed Duel GX, Duel Academy Box, coming out March 18th, uh, which is just adding more cards to the Speed Duel format. Tactical Masters come out June 8th, and the Elemental Heroes accessories, which are up for pre-order, come out August 5th. And in Magic the Gathering, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, that expansion is out everywhere. 
and they've been promoting hard. They even made like an original album for it that you can listen to on Spotify, which is kind of cool. And uh, the Secret Lair uh, and Street Fighter cards are up for pre-order until March 18th. So if you want some Street Fighter in your Magic the Gathering, go pre-order those cards. And lastly, in board game news, Critical Role has a new D&D campaign book coming out, which is Critical Role Call of the Netherdeep. It's co-designed by Matt Mercer and releases March 15th. And Avalon Hill Games, they announced the third edition for Betrayal at the House on the Hill, which is awesome. It's a, one of my favorite board games that I have yet to play. I've watched uh, Achievement Hunter play it a lot, though, and it is my favorite like legit like one of the games that like i am constantly looking for in stores so i can have a physical copy of myself i find that surprising that you've never played betrayal at house on the hill i've played that game it's great and oh, i don't yeah, even like board games that much <laughs> i know like i want to play it and i'm sure like the next time we actually do a uh, tabletop simulator on the twitch uh, i think that'll be what we play yeah i i've never done it on tabletop sim like i've played the actual board game i don't know it, it might be uh just from what I remember, it might be uh, difficult to do on tabletop sim, just because there's lots. <laughs> I know that there's lots. I believe that there is like an auto. I mean, I, again, if you, people people go in depth to make sure that there's they get That's everything true. right for these. That's so, true. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. And I, uh, from what I read, it's going to be adding in eight new haunts and removing eight haunts, so refreshing the game a bit. And that is uh, that was everything this past week in gaming. Any thoughts on any of those wiggles? Uh, well, I'm not big into the trading card game scene very much. Like I used to play Magic way back in the day. I'm pretty sure the deck that my brothers built for me is like outdated <laughs> and can't be used anymore. Uh, but the Critical Role campaign, I'm always excited for anything that comes out of Critical Role. So, yeah, have you been watching Vox Machina? No, I haven't. I've kind of been waiting to. Uh, waiting on it so I can actually like sit down and watch it. I haven't had time to really uh, sit gotcha. down and watch anything. So wait, wait for it all to come out and then just binge. Yeah, and then like I keep seeing Critical Role doing their watch party stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, I want to watch, but I can't because I wanna. I gotta wait for it all to come out. <laughs> understandable, very understandable. I think I'm kind of doing that with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure well, right now. I'll probably end up starting to watch it this weekend because I'll break break in cave. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because uh, I've caught up on Critical Role Campaign 3 stuff Ooh. now, and I've been kind of sort of watching their campaign too, but I'm like, uh, need something that's not four hours long to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I think that's a big deterrent of me. Like, I like Critical Role, like, I like that Matt Mercer's DM style, and I like how he DMs. But man, I cannot sit down and watch four hours of a set. Like even as cool as it is, I cannot. I can't. Like I, I would have it on in the background and doing other things, and I, I would zone out on what I'm doing aside from that and be like, oh wait, what happened? See, that's what I've been doing with campaign too. But I usually am watching like well, I'm. For those who don't know that I've been gone for a while and now I'm back. If you've been watching my streams and whatnot, uh, but I'm sitting at my office doing work in my office all the time so that's what i have in the background is critical role because it's i'm sitting in my off in my office for like eight hours straight so <laughs> yeah um but that's the week in review it's time to now look ahead to what's coming out this upcoming week 
Here's what should be on your radar for February 28th to March 4th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Nothing is coming out on the Monday, but on Tuesday, Elex 2 comes out to everything but the Switch. Far Changing Tides comes to everything. Puzzle Quest 3 comes to PC and mobile devices. Shadow Warrior 3 comes to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And Little Orpheus comes out on everything. On Wednesday, 35mm uh, or 35mm or whatever it is, comes to the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And Zombie Rollers, with a Z, Pinball Heroes, comes to the PC and Switch. On Thursday, Babylon's Fall comes to the PS5, PS4, and PC. Beholder 3 comes to the PC. And lastly, on Friday, Gunborg Dark Matters comes to everything but the Series X. Music Racer Ultimate comes to the PS5 and Series X. Triangle Strategy comes to the Switch. And Gran Turismo 7 comes to the PS4 and the PS5. And that's what should be on your radar. Uh, the big games of the week, Triangle Strategy, that new... Uh, essentially in the style of Octopath Traveler, uh, but it's Fire Emblem type game. Uh, that's getting the full release. And Gran Turismo 7, the popular PlayStation exclusive racing game, uh, adds its latest entry. I'll admit that I haven't played a Gran Turismo game since the PlayStation 1. Yeah, I never played one at all. I mean, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think they're like the most realistic racing sims out there. Yeah, it would be up there with like... I don't know, I think Forza... I mean, Forza's its big competitor because like they're the Xbox exclusive. But I find Gran Turismo has a lot more realism to it. Yeah, I can see that. Compared to um, Forza. Well, Forza, you can have like a more realistic thing, but then you can like turn off everything. <laughs> yeah, and all that but makes like, it realistic. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, that is those are the games coming out, and now it's time for us to talk about some other things. Let's figure out what we're talking about this week in the game lounge, covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests. Here's what's going down this week in the game lounge. And to kick things off, Wiggles, I'll let you intro what we're talking about first. All right. So first thing that I'm going to talk about uh, most recently, um, if you don't remember, I talk about Planetside a lot. So something new is actually happening in Planetside. This 10-year-old game, they have a new update. They brought a new continent and a bunch of other stuff into the game uh, over the last oh, probably month now. I think wow. it came out at the end of January. That's okay. That's actually more recent than I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, new continent uh, called Osher. It's a very open world. Though. The entire continent's based on like a tropical theme, so it's very Pacific Island-like. Uh, Does it got to beach chairs? <laughs> no, oh. but we do have a lot of beach parties. Okay. So. <laughs> Okay, at least we got the beach parties. That's all. All we need now is some beach chairs, some pina colada, and uh, a Sharknado. Please no. Please don't add Sharknado <laughs> into this already old and constantly mocked for being a broken game. <laughs> Actually, a Sharknado might make it better. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so the map itself is mainly meant for like to incorporate their base building and a lot more vehicle combat compared to the other continents that are in the game. How many continents are there? Five now. Okay. Indar, Esamir, Hassan, Osher. No, four? Oh, Amorish. That's the one I always forget. Yeah. Five, yeah. Okay. And then they do have another, like, small one called Cool Tier for when, like, if you play on some of the other that's not East or West US servers, when the not primetime hours of gameplay is up, it's another small continent. Oh. The maps get pretty big when there's not a lot of players on, so they have a tiny little continent for called Cool Tier that it's a lot of fun if you're on it. But huh. It doesn't come up very often. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so in terms of, they did some other tweaking stuff with the spawn system and whatnot uh, that they've had to fix because they kind of broke it and it was awesome and hilarious. So if you're an example of this being, if you're in a squad, every player has a thing called a squad beacon in their little scroll wheel and you could deploy it, but uh, used to have like a cooldown before you could spawn on it. It, it does not have a cooldown anymore. Ooh. So instant spawns, but uh, I believe it was broken at first where like the cooldown for after placing it was also zero. Oh. <laughs> so there was just, yeah, the, the spawn system was a, a bit of a mess at the beginning. Um, and then, uh, you know, standard when they release anything nowadays, there's always bugs and stuff in the initial releases of stuff that were. Yeah. No, I wouldn't call them game breaking, but definitely game hindering at first, which they really should have couple of things really should have been taken out when they did their play tests and stuff that was but they they patched that i'll take it uh for the most part yeah there's still you know the standard planet side bugs that everybody knows and loves yes yes they're not bugs they're they're not bugs they're features (laughs) (laughs) that is the running joke on the reddit threads and in game so when was the last time we saw an update this big for planet side it's been a couple of years. Uh, the last big update probably would have been the Escalation update, which brought in the Bastion, which is the giant aircraft carrier type thing that comes down from space and is called the No Fun Place because it basically bombs and destroys everything in its path. It's a lot of fun if you're in it. Not a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's either super fun or not fun at all. Your KD, if you're sitting in one of the uh, ground cannons, uh, your KD skyrockets. Oh, wow. I believe the last time I was in it, I had a KD of like 63. My God. Because I got like 238 kills in about 20 minutes. Yeah. That's kind of nuts. Yeah. Only in planet side. Only in planet side. Uh, yeah, uh, so they're incorporating some water-type combat stuff because of the ocean on Osher. Uh, so, like, some of your vehicles, anything that with wheels floats is now amphibious. Um, any treaded vehicles and personnel that are in the water, you, you sink to the bottom, and because it's the future, you can breathe underwater. Oh, so it's a submarine tank. Kind of. You can't fire your tanks oh. underwater, which is very disappointing. Come on, like uh, they could have made like a new like. Are uh, are you expecting them to make like possibly like some new water combat vehicles? I think that was the plan. 
uh, in their threads. I would have to go back and double check. Uh, they are going to be incorporating some new stuff with it eventually in smaller updates. Uh, one of the smaller updates in the future will be incorporating some of those like water combat features onto the other continents. That is not yet available, so do not try to drive your tank through a river in, on Amorish or anything. Uh, <laughs> only, on the, only on Osher can you only on drive your tank into the ocean and be fine. That's funny. I, I like that a lot. I like I just like the idea of seeing a horde of tanks just under the water. And it's like the enemy with the binoculars. You see them like in like a crow's nest or something. It's like they're looking on the beach. I don't see them, sir. And then you just see tanks emerge from the water. Oh, it's, it's made for some very cinematic experiences. I can I um, bet. Especially like aircraft can go underwater too. They can submerge. Well, what? Which is super fun. So what's terrifying, because what? usually I'm on a ground vehicle or in ground combat, what's terrifying is when a bunch of enemy aircraft, all of a sudden you're, you're fighting on this open beach, and then all of a sudden you see a bunch of aircraft just like appear from the beach, and it's like, oh, well, there goes our platoon. What the fuck? Airplanes underwater too? Yeah. Bro. Yeah. That's that, I I don't I can't, what I'm a bit broken after what yeah huh that's neat that's uh <laughs> <laughs> I can, legit I feel like if you got me and Mellow into this game we I feel like we would just try to do the dumbest shit possible honestly well if you're not doing that in a video game what's the point. I mean, yeah, true, but oh my god, this just sounds like an endless possibility of just like, what can I put in the water? Oh, it is free to play, so we'll have to do a stream sometime. I, I feel together. like I should. I, I, honestly, I feel like I should at this point. But yeah, it, it, it can be a quite a bit of fun. Maybe um, I'll make it a follower goal to yeah. do a planet side stream with Wiggles. Well, you still owe me a 1v1. So. Oh, I do. I do yes. still owe you a 1v1. I do. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember until like the other day either. So, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Okay, well, that'll be something. Uh, wow, planes in the planes in the ocean. If you if you're a Planet Side fan, you also know that what we call a galaxy is the giant air transport. It's called a sky whale. Well, now it's an actual whale. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Um, so because of the new update, how has the player base uh, been? Has it grown? Has it gone down? Has it just stayed stagnant from what it was before? Uh, some of the player base has come back, as uh, usually does with uh, most of the updates. Uh, from what I've seen, it said it was similar. Like, the increase in players was similar to the Escalation update. But it, it like always, I'm expecting it to die back down. Planetside, again, is a 10-year-old game. Like Planet Side Two, so yeah. Uh, how long does it usually uh, take for it to like fall back to like just like what when it's regular, no updates, whatnot? Uh, I I couldn't tell you offhand to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, I think this one's gonna die out a little quicker uh, compared really? to like the Escalation, just because it's not like as it's not like as exciting as an update. Like it's like the the bastion reveal and all of that um it really is just a new map with some like it's just a new map new once you once you explore it all it's like okay i'm done 
new map, new features, new campaign for those who like to do the, the, the campaign portion of it for the rewards and whatnot. So once, once that's done, that that's done. But okay. I, I still think it's it, it's added a new element to the game that, that is a lot of fun. Uh, there's been a lot of mixed opinions about the new map. I like it a lot. Um, so the haters can go hate elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I was, I was going to ask, what are some things that you've done on the new map that you find hilarious or entertaining that you and the devil dogs have done? Ooh, hilarious or entertaining on the new map. Ooh, or just in general, uh, since we last spoke. I don't know. Uh, that, uh, bit, the funny moments have been like, le- oh, Oh, the pit. Right. I'm remembering the pit. So the pit? on one of the bases on the new map, I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just a thing that they broke, but there's this like so where the there's a there's a building and there's like a staircase that leads up to a platform and kind of along the wall between the staircase and the other part of the platform, there's like this pit that you can't get out of if you jump into it unless you're like someone with a jetpack like a light assault with a jetpack but it's become a running kind of meme joke thing that that's where we put all our squad beacons and then we put up the thing we call it an umbrella but it's just an overhead shield to protect from like overhead fire so your spawn beacons don't get destroyed but uh, yeah we've been jumping in there and at one point we were doing a regular ops that uh, with some of the guys that I play with and our squad leader was giving us some commands. Our glorious leader, Kench. Shout out to you, Kench. If you watch this, I don't think you do, but... <laughs> well, you should. Uh, should, <laughs> yes. So, shout out to Kench for trying to give us orders, but no, we were all chanting pit and jumping into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like something that the developers like missed or like screwed up on, but just left it because it was funny. You know, I I feel that I feel that God, that's hilarious. That's great. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um. So, how many smaller updates are planned for this current one to add the new stuff as we said earlier? Or do you know? Or do you have like a rough estimate of what you think? How many it will it'll be? I don't think Daybreak has said anything, but uh, Planetside does get a couple of like smaller feature updates consistently. Whether it's just simple bug fixes and whatnot, uh, it being a big, bigger MMO. Bigger in terms of actual size of the game type of thing. The way they do it, there's always little updates. But in terms of schedule, I would have to go and look at the the website. Which So if you want to go know all that stuff, go read the developer logs and stuff on the website. Okay. Uh, and I do got one last question for Planet Side before we switch over to our second topic. Do you think there will ever be a Planet Side three? I hope so. I don't know if there ever is. It's always been a talking point that's been brought up on Reddit threads or whatever that the developers have tried to address. And it's like, no, we still have a lot to do with Planet Side two. But I'm I'm thinking personally, if they ever want to do anything bigger or get more attention, you need to make a new game. And I think with the new engines that are coming out now, that what they could do with this the type of game that it is could be amazing. Yeah, especially like what is it, Unreal Engine Five? 
Like that looks so. It looks like real. It looks real. Right. So I, I, I think if they're not talking about it now, they really should start because I think they could do a lot of things with this with this style of game that other games just don't do. Okay, that sounds really good. And uh, you know what? Hopefully, uh, and if you are playing Planetside, enjoy the new update because it definitely sounds like a lot of fun. Come uh, join the beach party. I swear you won't die a million and then times. Then crash the beach party with a tank coming out of the water. Oh, you you could okay. I'm gonna say it. You could recreate Jaws, except instead of a shark, it's a tank. It's a prowler. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Um, all right, moving on to our second topic of the day. What are your overall thoughts on uh, World War FPS games? All right. Uh, so, World War FPS games. As my personal history with them is, I started with Battlefield and Battlefield 1942, like all the way back in 2003 or 2002, whenever it came out. That would probably be like the most, I would say, the most realistic at the time. Not entirely sure when the first Arma game came out for oh, war game, realist realism war game came out, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall thoughts is I play a lot of them. That's why the topic is being brought up today. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, like, a, I've been... su- there's surprisingly a lot of these types of games. Right. Which is, yeah. So I'm like, right now I've been putting a bunch of hours into Hell Let Loose, which is a newer uh, World War II realistic FPS game. It is a lot of fun, though. There, I do have one. Uh, comment uh, about the game that makes me not like it so much is that they don't have bayonets, and that's disappointing. No bayonets in my realistic World War game. Un- you, un- you cannot un- bayonet uninstall. charge, and I am I am sad. That, that's actually very sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only World War Two game that doesn't have a bayonet what the f- <laughs> feature. Wow. I'm believable. I can't believe this. Though you can't, though most of the the classes get a shovel, so you can go around and melee people with a shovel. So bonk. That's, that's entertaining. Yo, shovel bonks for shovel bonk, shovel bonk for you, shovel bonk for you, and then I I find it funny because it's like you could kill somebody with the shovel and then dig their grave right beside them. Basically. <laughs> that's. <laughs> um. So, what do you think draws people into these types of games? I don't know. I, I can only speak for myself. I don't want to speak for anybody, but uh, I really like the realistic milsim type of event. It's a very much a team-based game. Like you cannot, unlike a Call of Duty or a Battlefield, where you can just kind of go lone wolf and kill stuff. Like you actually really gotta work as a team in order to win a game. If you're not working as a team, it's you, you're guaranteed to lose, and it's also not a lot of fun. Like because you, then you're just getting your your shit stomped in like it's nobody's business. Yeah. I, I, me personally, I never, like, I kind of just see all first-person shooters, like, the same way, I think, and it's like, I, well, no, I guess I don't, because there are some FPS shooters that I'm, like, I see above higher else, and I guess the the World War-themed ones, I'm never really that into, and I think it's because of the realism. I prefer yeah. more fantasy and sci-fi to my FPS shooters. Yeah, and I, nothing wrong with that. Uh, it, but uh, a lot of these World War II games, like Hell Let Loose, Postscriptum, um, Enlisted, that, or if you go into the World War One scene, like uh, Beyond the Wire, it's all very, very realistic focus, and it it, it is a niche market for sure. Uh, do you prefer World War One or World War Two? Depends on my mood. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, I played both. Like I played a lot of Beyond the Wire. I played a lot of Hell Let Loose. I've played a ton of Postscriptum. Hell Let Loose, Postscriptum are both World War Two games. Beyond the Wire is a World War One game. Verdun, another World War One game. Oh, yeah, they Verdun. all have like yeah. They all have different elements to the game that I enjoy. Um, that bring a kind of a different feel feel to the battle to the scenes um some of it and uh, some of it is like the way they've done the maps and stuff is like quite realistic to what like it would have looked like back then just based on the mapping modern day of those areas so a lot of work is put into it i would say especially with the historical context because i feel like a lot of these more realistic world war ii games and another reason why i play them is like I'm really into that war history stuff, and a lot of people like that play these games. Um, would you say that the market for these games gets oversat is oversaturated or gets oversaturated when like Battlefield or COD puts out a World War One Two era type game? Okay, the market is definitely oversaturated because of all the games that I just listed. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel like if some of the developers or whatever, you kind of... I know each developer and each company wants to do something different with the games. Do they? Like, or do like, you find they all kind of like... They can mend together if you look down. Uh, they could probably all be put together, but uh, like e each developer likes to focus on a different kind of like feature or something that another developer is not looking at. Uh, from from what I find, like especially when it comes to like different histories, so like Hell Let Loose, very American centric, so it's a lot of American army versus the German army. Is that like po the big deal for like most of them though? With the American for most versus of them. German. Postscriptum, on the other hand, is not. Oh. You only have one or two maps where you play as the Americans. Everything else you're playing as the French army or the British army. So British, because the <laughs> I can make so many jokes about the French army and the white flags and uh, uh, <laughs> every, everyone can. But if you actually know the history behind the stuff, like you actually don't realize like how much the French actually did put up a fight. Uh, but it is definitely like for the real history buffs out there. I feel it is definitely. Yeah, I think, and, and, and it's also different perspective you get to get to see what the new weapons or the new loadouts or i wouldn't say new that new that it's the how things were back in the day the old loadouts and the old weapons <laughs> but the, they're new and the shiny. different loadouts it's a different like it unlike some of the more popular world war ii games that come out like the battlefields and the call of duties you're not doing the same omaha beach landing yeah god that, that, that's been done so many times right so I'm like, it, it, it's something different. Um, and then I don't even like putting Call of Duty or even the newer Battlefields on the same level because they are super arcadey. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good that's a good way to describe those. Yes. Um, and I don't want to give them any of the satisfaction of making a good World War II game because anything recent that they've put out has been not great. <laughs> yeah, especially Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield Five has really shit the bed with the last three games that they put out. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the topic of like the best and worst, what would you say are like the best three World War games and the worst three World War games? Okay, oh, that's a tough one. It's a tough one because there's so many bad ones. 
Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lump up the Call of Duty ones all together. Yeah, as one of the worst. Uh, with the exception for like Call of Duty one and two. Fair. Uh, but they are more narrative based, I think, like more campaign driven rather than like multiplayer realistic simulator type thing. So. Uh, but Battlefield and Call of Duty are going into the worst. I'm sorry, but I lo- as much as I love Battlefield 1942 and all of them, you are old and have not been. Your predecessors predecessors have not treated you well. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Battlefield 1942 kind of uh, paved the groundwork a bit. Uh, it was definitely the start of like World War II era games. I yeah. Think. Other than maybe like Wolfenstein from the 90s. Yeah, but that's that was basically doom, but shoot Nazis instead of demons, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Verdun. I'm gonna put on one of the worst. Not that I don't like it as a game, but it is definitely a different experience. Like it, the, coming from even Postscriptum Hell at Loose, it's a very different game, and I don't think it, it just just it's. In my opinion, it's awkward. As okay. Again. Uh, best three, in my opinion, Red Orchestra, Rising Storm being number one. It is a game that I've put probably more time than any of the other games that I've mentioned now into. Okay. It is a tripwire game, so you, if you guys know the game Killing Floor, same guys made Rising uh, Storm, Red Orchestra. Okay, yeah, I know Killing Floor. I didn't... I, I I feel like Tripwire is like one of those developers where you really only know like one of their games because it gets super popular and then the other stuff just kind of fades into obscurity a bit. Well, in the World War II gaming scene, Red Orchestra and Rising Storm are very much uh, popular, popular realism war FPS. Um, I would consider that one a bit more arcadey than Hell at Loose Postscriptum. Um, it's a lot more, I don't know, focused and the player base is not like your players on the field are not as much okay uh, but it's still a lot of fun it still gives you that ptsd feel of war <laughs> if you've ever been sitting into a trench and then see all your friends explode around you <laughs> oh you god the, and being the only survivor <laughs> god as your friend's torso is now sitting in front of you uh, oh okay. Yeah, th- these are just essentially PTSD simulators. I I don't oh I don't know <laughs> about that now. <laughs> um, I don't know if I want PTSD on a Tuesday while enjoying a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Hell Let Loose and Postscript or Postscriptum, then Hell Let Loose are the next two on my list. Um, they are the best because uh, unlike Rising Storm Red Orchestra. They incorporate like ground vehicle combat, so you got tanks on the field. There's uh, like a map or two in Rising Storm Red Orchestra that there's a tank on the field that can be manned, but uh, it's kind of like a map specific thing. Mm, gotcha. Where uh, Hell Let Loose and Postscriptum, they they add the the vehicle combat type thing and the artillery combat uh, element to your ground warfare. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, so aside from the FPS, taking a, a step back and looking at them as a, more of a whole, what are uh, your thoughts on like other, uh, not um, I guess not FPS, but other World War era type games? So like RTSs and whatnot. RTSs, 
stuff like stuff like that. Uh, stuff that isn't an FPS but can take place. Yeah, in... yeah. I play a lot of those as well. So like <laughs> Men, uh, Men of War Assault Squad is an RTS uh, world. Uh, World War focus. They have a lot of games that encumber different different wartime eras, like, uh, like Men of War Vietnam type stuff. But Men of War of Cell Squad one and two are uh, World War Two based games that are really really fun. Um, got your multiplayer and your single player kind of elements to it that that are nice. Uh, there are a lot of World War Two games. I think it's been a uh, what would be. Man, I am blanking on a word, and I should not be Over, blanking on this word. An oversaturation. Yeah, it's an oversaturated market, for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> it's just like we're out of ideas, sir. What do we do? What do you mean you're out of ideas? Just make another World War Two game. But sir, we did that last week. Then do it World War One. But sir, we have we made one of those last year. Then I don't know. Yeah, Pick another war. Pretty There's much. There's so many to pick from. Like, there's a lot of that you can pick from in the first, second world war that I don't think a lot of people touch on. So there's another game that's coming out here this year sometime. I couldn't, I didn't see an actual release date. Uh, but it's another game. It's being, uh, I think World War One being set on the Italian front, which I oh. haven't seen before. So that's new. Yo, I can't wait to get a pizza in my World War game. Um. But I think a lot of the developers they like want to try something new or like a new battle type, and then they just end up getting stuck on, on like the same thing that we see all the time. Your your Which Omaha is America Beach. versus Germany. America versus Germany. Your Omaha Beach, like the invasion of France. Yeah. All that type of stuff. Um, I'm glad that Hell Let Loose. They, I think that was one of their most recent things they added. It's a Soviet focus, so. Ooh. Uh, there's a couple of maps where you play you can play as the Soviets against the German on the Eastern Front, which is really, really fun. Um, in terms of just other F, other game, World War II games, I mean, you got tons from World of Tanks and World of Warships, that type of thing, to a ton of different like fighter plane games that you can Oh, find. yeah, the fighter plane games. Yeah, that those completely slipped my mind. Those are definitely uh, up there yeah. for popular ones. Yeah, so like I think War Thunder is probably the biggest in terms of aircraft games, but War Thunder is from when I first started playing War Thunder. War Thunder just started uh, turned away from like World War II and a big focus on like modern day. Yeah, it's just planes. Uh, planes. They, they got boats now too. Oh, they got boats. They got boats. Holy shit, they got boats. Their direct competitor being World of Warships, World of Warplanes, and World of Tanks. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything else you want to add on World War era games? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, more people got ideas. You should send them to the Tony's Game Lounge so I can explore them. Yes. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, if you have like an original World War idea that developers haven't done yet, I don't know, send it to them. So that way they uh, can put out like a better world war game i guess yeah, or something original just more more to it um i mean i had big hopes for postscriptum um and then their whole development team at one point I think this is probably a, over a year ago now but their whole development team walked out basically 
Oh. So I'm not entirely sure what the state of the game is. I know it's still fairly popular in the circle that I play with, so I think, I think they've got some new people and that are doing good stuff with it. So I'll have to check it again and give you guys an update later. Yes, definitely. Okay, then. With that, it's time for us to start wrapping up the podcast and jump into the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And to kick it off, we, of course, have our community corner where you can submit questions to us by joining our Discord. And you can just head over to my Twitch channel. And we have a link right in my About page of how to join. Of You, uh, you can join the uh, the Discord. And you can, that's where you can submit questions uh, to the podcast. And uh, we only got well, we got uh, one submission, but it's multiple questions from the mysterious eleven. So, what is Matt- your <laughs> your favorite FPS? Is Planet Side underrated? Do you prefer multiplayer or campaign based shooters? And your favorite mode from any FPS games you've played? All right, let's start from the top. Um... Favorite FPS. Favorite? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> it's a loaded question, I know. A, well, we, I we ask all play, the loaded questions here. I play, and you guys, if you've watched the podcast long enough, you know this for all those who knew, I play a lot of FPS games. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the one that I'm most currently playing is probably Hell at Loose for World War II stuff. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Planet Side's also a top one that I play all the time. That I, that I play consistently. So, uh, for favorites, yeah, let's just go with the two that I've been mostly playing right now for favorites. Okay. Um, uh, second one, is Planet Side underrated? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it used to be, like, back when it, back when it first released, it was, like, a really big game. I yeah, 10 years like, ago, which was... 10, 20, 10 years ago. 2012, 2012 Jesus for, Christ. For being a 10-year-old game, one, it still looks really good. Like, it doesn't... I wouldn't say it looks very dated, uh, the way they've done the, the reskins over over the years. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I'd say it's underrated. They The Daybreak does need to, to, to move into a Planet Side 3 because reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, multiplayer or campaign-based shooters? What do you prefer? Uh, I've played both, so um, I, I don't think I have a big preference. I guess it depends on my mood. Like I've played campaign-based shooters like Medal of Honor and stuff for years. All right, and last one, favorite moment from any FPS you've played? Okay, it's only the, the, there's one that uh, came back to me the other day. I don't know if it's my favorite because I've since you play so many FPS moments, you have a lot of good moments. So I'll, I'll list the two. One funny moment from Planet Side, which has to do with Kench and the the Mushroom Squad that we have. Um, we were talking about mushroom picking. I don't know why I got into the conversation late, but we became the, the Mushroom Picking Squad for a while, and it was hilarious, and only people that were there would understand that joke, but I think it's really funny, which is why I'm mentioning it now. Um, and then the second moment is the moment that I call... I was playing Rising Storm 2. It's a Vietnam-era war game. I got... And it's a highlight on my Twitch channel if you want to go see it. And I'll probably be posting it as a TikTok here again here. Probably today. I was thinking about doing it today. So um, Today, as we're recording this Thursday. So yes, this so you can, you'll be able to find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I call it uh, Unleashing the Freedom Fire. 
Uh, I was playing as a flamethrower unit in a squad, and I kill the entire team with one Willy Pete grenade, which is just a, a like an incendiary type grenade, and a couple of kills with the flamethrower itself. It was like I got a 32 man kill with one grenade. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, they were all. There was this like entrenchment they had to capture so the, the game mode is you have to capture points in order to move on and we were the defenders defending those points so their entire team moved up into this entrenchment um and they're basically their only cover the way we had our defenses set up the, their only cover was in this little kind of box entrenchment thing so they were all piled up there i didn't know this at the time and neither did any of my uh, other platoon mates or squad mates so I'm um, like, we were just trying to move up to retake those trenches that were in front of us. And I threw one grenade and then I just looked to the top right and saw the kill feed. And yeah, <laughs> and I didn't do that just once. I did that twice. Ah. Uh, well, okay, then. So if fucking you can see that. Give, fucking give this man his airstrike. He deserves it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you go watch that three minute highlight that I did. The first, the first few, like first thirty seconds, is the first scene, and then the couple minutes later, it's the ne- next scene that happens. And I'm like, basically, my squad leader in the chat, you'll see in the bottom, was just like, bro, bro, <laughs> Jesus Christ, okay. And the other team was in the public chat. It's like, he got us with one grenade. <laughs> one grenade killed the whole team. <laughs> one grenade to rule them all. So. That, that that was probably like one of my like streaming moments that I didn't know was gonna happen, and I'm like, uh, what did I just do? Moments. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we call a pro gamer move. Yeah. So. Oh, that's that's hilarious. I need to go watch that myself. Uh, I will drop on. it in the Discord here later. Yes, please do. It. Please do. Moving on to top five. Top five because. Uh, on the other side of things is space. Top five space guns. Top five space guns, like uh... guns that are look like they're in space. They're from space games or guns from space games. Okay, um, oof, that's a loaded question too. I know it's I I know I'm I, but you are my you're my FPS guy and I know you like some space stuff too. So I'm like, oh space yeah, guns. but there's so many great options. Uh, well. Are we doing, like, movies and stuff, too, or are we just sticking with video games? You know what? I'll, I'll allow movies. I'll allow movies. All right. All right. Well, we got to go with the Death Star laser, obviously. That's, like, number one. <laughs> I, I like the Lego version <laughs> from the Lego Star Wars games. Lego like Death Star. The, like the one from, uh, like, the PlayStation 2 game or, like, one of the newer ones. I haven't seen the newer ones, so... I mean, yeah, well, yeah, the PS2, GameCube, ver- I mean, the, the saga, the, the yeah, LEGO Star okay. Wars saga. Yeah, I got yeah. you, I got you. That way it's video game related still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I will pick a gun from Planetside, because I love it so much. It's called the Gossa. Um, It's a big, heavy machine gun that is, uh, it's not OP, but it's a lot of fun. It's one of like the NC, the new conglomerate factions, have one of the, one of their faction specific weapons. That's that's really good. Uh, m- many memories with that gun. <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but uh, when I was playing the MMO, the Old Republic, the in like the 
the agent class, I think it is, in the Sith Empire. You get like a sniper rifle. It's pretty cool. I don't know the exact like the, you get different names for the weapons, but I think they all kind of look the same. So okay, it 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 it, it has treated me very well. Okay, <laughs> many moments of playing with people in that game. So um, and also Star Wars blasters, man. Yes, classic classic sci-fi blaster. Like pew can't pew, go wrong. you can't go wrong. You can't you cannot go wrong. What's that gun from Dead Space called? Oh, the the cutter or the I don't know exactly. I can't remember what it's called, but the cut, the cutting one. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of blanking, but uh, they're, they're what I was gonna say from there. But uh, for for you know blasting off limbs, that seems like a fun gun to use in the most one of the most terrifying space games that I've played. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't do good with horror games, and I know that one's the probably the least horror of the horror games and more like action, but it's terrifying. And that gun makes me feel safe. <laughs> as long as I have this gun, I will be safe. Drops gun. I don't feel safe anymore. I mean, okay, this is a tie, because I'm also a Warhammer 40k fan, just I don't talk about it a lot uh, on stream or anything, other than like, you, you could probably figure it out from me but i don't actually talk a ton about it so the tie would be one gun from mass effect called the black widow it's a big sniper rifle that basically it's basically mass effect's equivalent of a 50 cal meant for Uh blowing things up um that or the heavy bolter from warhammer 40k okay meant for killing heretics and xenos with high explosive rounds that are about the size of your face Okay, awesome. Uh, that's top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history, here's what happened in the past from February 26th to March... No, February 28th to March 6th. On the 28th, 1998, Namco released Tekken 3 for the PlayStation in North America. On the 1st, 2005, LucasArts released Star Wars Republic Commando for the Xbox in North America. I still consider that game to be one of the best Star Wars games ever made. Really? Okay. I don't know much about that one. It is a it's an FPS campaign type game. I guess there's a multiplayer component to it too, but it's a I think for any major Star Wars game fan, that's probably one of the biggest next to Kotor. <laughs> okay. On Wednesday, March 2nd, 2010, EA released Battlefield Bad Company 2 for the 360 and PS3 in North America. The last good Battlefield game to come out. <laughs> <laughs> On the 3rd, 2009, Microsoft released Halo Wars for the 360 in North America. I like that game. I'm just sad it didn't come out on PC. I've never played a Halo Wars game. I've played everything else for Halo, but not Halo Wars. It's an RTS, so I don't think I made it. I know that it's an RTS, yeah. So on Xbox, it wasn't that big, but yeah. Uh, March 4th, 2000, From Software released Eternal Ring for the PS2 in Japan, which is uh, kind of fitting because this is, uh, that's, uh, I believe this is what uh, Elden Ring is, is like a successor to Eternal Ring. I've heard that too, but I don't know much about it personally. Yeah, neither do I. I just know Elden Ring looks really cool. Yeah, I just know people are excited about it and are going to die a lot and rage a lot and still enjoy. say it's the best game of the year. 
Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, March 5th, 2001, Nintendo released Conker's Bad Fur Day for the N64 in North America. And lastly, March 6th, 2012, EA released, or Electronic Arts uh, released Mass Effect 3 for the PS3 and Xbox 360 in, in North America. Love that game so much. Though, I'm pretty sure the release was rough then too. I only played after all the controversy, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the achievement of the week is in Elden Ring. Shocker. It's a great rune. Restore the power of a great rune. They they really they really uh They're really creative with that one. <laughs> yeah, both this week's achievements of the week and last week's achievement of the week in Horizon Forbidden West. Not not very creative names for their achievements because they're all just like based off of like, hey, you visited here. Hey, you did this. Hey, you did that. And it's Come just like developers. whatever the mission was called, essentially. And Come on, like developers. Dull. You yeah. really got to pick up your game. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah. and the game of the week is Gran Turismo 7. Wiggles, thank you as always for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I like sharing my random gaming antidotes. It's it's nice. It's definitely nice to hear just the random stuff that happens. And the planet side, the planet side stuff, I gotta say, it keeps intriguing me. It's... It's definitely beginning to intrigue me more. Like you did me with Yu-Gi-Oh! I will eventually do to you guys with Planetside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, so where can we find you on the internet? I'm all over the place on the internet. So uh, my main place that you can find me when I actually do stream, which has been kind of over the last year, has been hit and miss, but... I'm always lurking around there, is at twitch.tv slash sirwigglesthegreat. You can also find me at Twitter, on Twitter as at wigglesisgreat. Um, TikTok and Instagram, at sirwigglesisgreat. Or sirwigglesthegreat, sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah, and I think think that's all. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of all over the place. You can also find me in Tony's Discord, and then my Discord, Sir Wiggles Imperium as well. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Radio Tony, and then on Twitch, Instagram, and TikTok, Tony's Game Lounge, or twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge, uh, as that's uh, where we are on those. We post highlights on our TikTok uh, every week, at least somewhere between three to five highlights of uh, this episode. So go check those out. Twitter is still being a dick, and they're not letting me post my highlights on Twitter. Don't know not why. Twitter. Like, I can post other things, but now my fucking highlights, and it's kind of sad. Not gonna lie. Uh, Wiggles, thank you again, man. Always a blast to have you on. It's always a blast to be here, Tony. Yeah. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with a brand new episode with, I believe it's Dawn comes back next week. So look forward to that. Uh, and we will see you Right back here in the Game Lounge. Bye-bye! Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.